Hey, it's Brendan, the host of the Music You're Missing podcast. If you or someone you know is an independent artist, then you're going to want to listen because I got to tell you about Groover. Groover helps artists get their music heard. Through an innovative web platform, Groover connects artists who want to promote their music with the best curators, radio stations, and labels seeking emerging talents. On www.groover.co, artists can send their music directly to a selection of blogs, playlist curators, record labels, and pros of their choice with the assurance of guaranteed feedback. Groover's over 2,000 active music curators have given more than 2 million pieces of feedback on the platform, and right now, Groover's offering a special discount to listeners of Music You're Missing. Use the code MYMGROOVER23 for 10% off music promotion services today. Welcome to Music You're Missing, the modern radio station. After years of working in radio, I realized something wasn't clicking. There were so many artists that mainstream media just weren't giving proper treatment to, so I sought to change that, and Music You're Missing was born. From just starting out to signed, this interview-style podcast highlights artists you don't want to miss. Follow along to the regularly updated Music You're Missing Spotify playlist to discover even more can't-miss tracks. Hey, it's Brendan Gennetti. You're listening to Music You're Missing. I am joined by my producer, Peter. What's up? I was not, I did not know you were actually talking. I know, I didn't, I didn't give him a warning that I was going to do that. But anyhow, we just wrapped an interview with Snow, who is so freaking cool. He just came into our studio. He's celebrating the release of his brand new track. It's his first ever self-produced track called Words. You might know Snow because he is a literal platinum record holder. His song Get You to the Moon with Kina has over one billion streams. I chatted with him about Words, his new mixtape coming up, and his upcoming South by Southwest performance. He was truly a delight to have in studio. And I didn't even know that he is is kind of local to the Boston area. So don't be surprised if you see him popping up. Every every now and again, I'm really trying to book him uh, for a show. If anyone's really wondering, so he might pop up in one of our shows. Anyways, we also played Nintendo 64 with him, which is going to be released in a different episode. So if you're listening to this and you go back to music you're missing, one, you should rate us five stars. But two, you can find another episode available on streaming. Additionally, one other thing I gotta let you know before we play back our episode with Snow is that we have brand new merch. We got new beanies, hats, and tie dye tees. All available on the Music You're Missing shop. If you head to any of the links in our Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook bios, you can find the link to buy our sweet new merch. All right, well, that's all for me. Without further ado, I'm so excited to bring you Snow in the Music You're Missing studio. We are in studio with Snow. Welcome, dude. How are you? I'm good. How are you? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing really well. I'm actually really excited because I just found out that you haven't done too many in-person interviews like this. No, I haven't. I'm really, uh, yeah, I'm going with the flow right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool day because not only that, but you also just dropped a brand new track, Words, which yes. we'll talk about. But how are we feeling? How's, how's the reception been so far? It's been pretty good. I feel like, uh, you know, it's the first track I've like produced that I've, you know, done completely myself. So it's been pretty dope. Everyone's been super excited to hear, like, you know, what I can do completely on my own. So, yeah, it's pretty dope. Everyone's been pretty hyped. And it's also like a very, like, deeper, you know, meaning track. So, yeah, yeah, I feel like people are really, uh, you know, relating to it and shit. 
So I, I definitely want to unpack that, specifically releasing your like first self-produced track. But first, I was so surprised to know that you're from like the greater Boston area. You're from Salem, yeah? Yeah, yeah. That's so sick. Yeah, I grew up in Salem, uh, and I love it, honestly. It's like, I don't know, it's its own thing. I feel like there's not really, you know, many people out there, so... It's fine. I don't know. <laughs> I just thought it was cool because, I mean, first of all, you are crushing it. Like, you literally have millions of streams. So to yeah. know that you're, like, pursuing a career in music, but you're yeah. also living in Salem is is huge. Because same deal. Like, I'm pursuing a career on the business side of things, but yeah. I'm living in Boston. And that's not really a music industry hub. Yeah. So, how, like, how do you feel about that? Do you ever feel stunted or does it not matter where you live to pursue a career uh, in music? Nah, I don't, I don't, I really don't think it matters like where you live. I mean, clearly fucking not. You have like a billion streams. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I don't think it matters. I feel like it's, it's really about like taking the shit around you and yeah, putting that into music. You know? Yeah. Um, but nah, like, yeah, I don't think you need to live anywhere specifically in mm -hmm. order to, you know, be inspired to make music. And there's something to be said to just like living around what you know and the people you know. And like, yeah. if you grew up here, same deal. Like I grew up in the Boston area and I wouldn't really want to leave everyone that I know to pursue something that can be so toxic at some points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's cool. So ha speaking of living in the city, I got our near the city. I've got to ask you, what are your favorite Boston spots? You got a favorite restaurant in the city <sighs> or Honestly, Salem? Maybe put me onto some Salem stuff. I'll put you onto Salem, but for Boston, I feel kimchi poppy. I don't that, know what that is. It's like a Korean, uh, dude. Do they yeah, have like the, for, fuck Korean, like fried food. Do they have the Korean corn dogs? Yes, they I do. need and to try fried. one of those. Is it yeah. in Chinatown? Um, nah, it's like it's pretty close. Uh, I'm not sure where. Okay, I'm gonna oh. have to try that. <laughs> I've I see them on on TikTok. It's near uh, like the Middle Eastern. Oh, okay, yeah, like uh, there. Cambridge area. Yeah. Have you played there? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I played there in uh. I think it was uh twenty September of twenty twenty one. Sweet. Yeah, that was that was pretty fire. Uh I went with uh my producer, Skinny Alice. Yep. And you know, then I had Joe Me fly out from LA to go. So Damn. that was pretty fire, yeah. That's a great venue. We threw a show at Sonia and it just, I think we threw a show a night that there's like five venues in this venue and yeah. they were all playing at the same time. And I was like, Whoa, I guess Boston does have a music scene after <laughs> all. Um, but speaking of tour, I saw that you recently came back from a tour with Pao Fu. Yeah. Was that your first, like, full-blown tour? Yeah, it was. Uh, like, I've done, like, two, three shows before that. But um, now that was my first time, like, going on a tour, staying on a bus, and, like, just going through Oh, you, you did know, the bus? Cities. Yeah. Like, the big, fat fucking tour bus? Yo, yo. How was that? <laughs> it was, uh, it was pretty dope. I mean... Yeah, no, nah, I, I don't know. It was just a crazy experience, <laughs> like sleeping in a bunk and shit. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I'm familiar with the the tour life, and I know it can be kind of like a constant on where you like yeah. wipe the whole time. Uh, nah. You're just addicted to that party life. You're addicted to the grind. <laughs> I feel like for me, like I was like I was super focused, and then. You know, up until the show, and once the show was over, that's when I was like, uh, like <laughs> I can breathe, like it's over, I can relax. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I saw some of the rooms you were playing. Those are yeah. those are big rooms, and those are a lot of people in there. Were yeah. you nervous, or was it just kind of um, like an easy thing to I do? I feel like, I mean, like thinking about it, I guess I was kind of nervous, like the aspect that I'm going to be, you know, like in front of so many people and shit. 
But at the same time, it's like this is what I always, mm-hmm. you know, been wanting to do. So if I got an opportunity like that, I can't like freak out and like <laughs> yeah. you know fuck up. Like and, like you're in it at that point. Yeah, you it's have like no I'm choice. here. Like all these people came to watch a great show. I don't want to like you know just mess up or, or or you know just be nervous and like not be able to do it. So now honestly. I was super like confident. Good dude. <laughs> yeah, like I walked out there on the first uh, the first show was in Orlando and I was like, Yeah, like you know, this <laughs> is my it. show. <laughs> like That's I awesome. loved it, yeah. That's the way to do it. So I, I gotta ask, were there any notable uh fan interactions through this tour? Um Fans y- can be fucking crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like I mean, it was dope, uh, because I feel like People weren't really expecting anything hard from me because I'm known as, like, the lo-fi king. Yeah. So, like, I feel like people were very, like, okay, we're just going to vibe throughout his set and just kind of be sad. But then it's, like, halfway through, I start playing this song called Toxic. And I'm, like, all right, I'm going to need all of y'all to go crazy with me. Like, open it up. We're going to mosh pit. And then it was, like, everyone's, like, what? (laughs) Like, he was just singing about some, like, super sad shit. And now he's screaming. So it was dope to, like, mosh pit with the fans and, like, you know, actually get them, like, jumping and shit. And then also, like, Powerful would do this thing throughout his set where, like, before I got on stage to sing with him, he'd pause the show and be like, we're going to have a Beyblade tournament. <laughs> and uh, we would just open it up and, take and like, pick two people that uh, we just thought were going, like, the hardest that night, like, singing along with us and, like, just vibing. And then we would make them go up, you know, up against each other. Were they on stage or was this like in the middle of the crowd? Yeah, we would like go on the ground and just open it up. It was just a big (laughs) ring. We told everyone to lower down. Yeah, we told everyone, uh, you know, lower down. And yeah, like we were like this side of the room, cheer for this guy. This side of the room, cheer for this one. (laughs) And we were just like, let it rip. We played the song. I don't know. It was just dope. Yeah. Powerful ended up getting like a... Like a partnership with Beyblade out of it too. <laughs> no way. Yeah, it was pretty fire. That's awesome. Dude. <laughs> He's they better present his next tour. Yeah, it was pretty fire. So you got any plans to get back on tour anytime soon? I would love to. I mean, right. I'm, I'm definitely planning on it. Yeah. Well, we'll keep you in mind. We're, we're booking some shows here, so you, Let me know. <laughs> you might have a boss show coming soon. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about something. He's been releasing music consistently since like 2018. Yeah. Um, and a lot of listeners, or a lot of our listeners are artists themselves. Yeah. And like, I think one of the biggest things we talk about all the time is just how easy it is to burn out and yeah. ev- like take a year off or take two years off or say you're going to take, you know, two months off and it turns yeah. into two years. How are you, how do you maintain that consistency and keep it fresh? Do not take a year off. <laughs> do not take, a, don't even take more than a month off, honestly. Really? <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I don't know, at least... I mean, I definitely run into, like, writer's block in, like, situations where I'm, like, fuck, like, I can't come up with anything, and then I feel down and shit, but at the same time, it's, like, even if you come up with a little hook or just write, like, a, like, a tiny bar, yeah. like, it's still something, so, I mean, yeah, I would just say just try to create, even if it's not a full-blown song, like, just getting something down is, like, good. Also, like... I feel like for me, like, I'm, I make a lot of music. Even before I drop shit on, like, YouTube and, uh, you know, Spotify, like, I would just write a lot in my room and, like, in my journal and stuff. So, like, whenever I run into a writer's block or, like, I feel, like, burnt out, I just visit something that mm-hmm. I, you know, made in the past and then I try to get inspired from that and, you know, make something new. So, that's, a, that's a good yeah. practice. I feel like a lot of burnout, too, comes from 
like not even just the artistic creation part of it, but like yeah. having to keep up with like TikTok and your socials yeah, I and feel your like, Instagram. Yeah, I feel like that's something that when, you know, you want to become an artist, you don't really think about that. Yeah. It's like, you know, when I was younger posting to YouTube and stuff, it was like a cover, like, you know, I'd post a song, but I never thought one day I'm going to have to be marketing. Like, it has to be like. Yeah, like making a TikTok, <laughs> making a dance, like, nah, like, Nothing will prepare you for that. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I mean, I've, I've, obviously you post on TikTok, but yeah, you're not like selling your soul on TikTok. Uh, clearly that's intentional. Know. Like, Stay away. Yeah. <laughs> are you like anti-TikTok? Um, no, nah, I'm not anti-TikTok. Like it definitely works for people, you know? For sure. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely a, a lifestyle. Though. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, dude, it's so frustrating. Like yeah. when I, when you first started this, like TikTok's where we had the most success and then keeping up with that, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Like, it's yeah. so, that's not what I want to do. I want to do this. Yeah. I don't want to do the TikTok part because it's not the same thing. And same with an artist. It's not yeah. the same thing as like stretching that artistic muscle. You're yeah. now an influencer. Yeah. And I don't know. That, that's hard. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I signed up to like make the music and, you know, just show people like how vulnerable I am and, you know, the mm -hmm. shit that I'm going through. But then it's like. Yeah, it, it can be tough sometimes to, like, act or some shit, you know, yeah. for, for a TikTok video. It feels weird. I mean, good for you. I also feel like your music is super vulnerable. So I felt like if you're coming at me and you're like, hey, listen to this song. And yeah, it's, like, like, super sad. I'm like, this is exactly, weird. It doesn't like, work. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. Like, you know, if if I'm saying that, promoting that, and then you listen to, like, I'm not enough and I'm sorry, you're yeah. going to be like what <laughs> like nah this yeah this ain't right <laughs> yeah so i mean i mentioned the consistency and i yeah. mentioned 2018 something huge happened in 2018 yeah your now platinum record gets you to the moon with kina came out uh i was actually interning at sony when that song came out yeah. and that was the first song that i ever got to work on because it was released through columbia yeah so it was super dope and yeah, that's fine yeah, yeah i was so excited to have you on the show um but something i don't know is how did that like collaboration even come to be yeah, so I like I made that song like late 2017 and um I posted it to my YouTube like you know just with my phone like I just recorded myself playing it acoustically and it's funny cuz like at the end of the video like I like grabbed my phone cuz my mom opened my door. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, so like I posted this acoustic version of me playing that song and then Kina reached out to me on like he like emailed like my YouTube, you know, like account and, um, yeah, he was just like, hey, bro, like, I love this song. Like, I'd love to produce it. And for me, that was crazy because, like, never worked with a producer, you know, before that. So it was pretty dope to, like, have someone hit me up, like, yo, I'd love to, you know, mix this song and do this and that. Like, I, I see a vision. So I was like, all right, cool. And, uh, yeah, like, he ended up, you know, adding the production that he did. And then that, <laughs> the rest that, of history. Yeah, that shit just went crazy and you had <laughs> no release music at that time it was just all i on had YouTube. like yeah it was all on youtube i think if anything i had like one song like one super lo-fi song it was called like what's the point um but yeah that was it <laughs> and like, now you've got the record that what is it platinum record hanging yeah. up so how did that change your life because <laughs> it's I, I would have to imagine it certainly at least put you on the map yeah um it definitely I mean, a lot of labels were reaching out to me. Like, I felt like, yeah, that really brought me into the whole music industry. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, I was just able to see how the industry worked. Like, a lot of labels reached out to me. A lot of artists started reaching out to me. 
and producers and shit. So I feel like, yeah, like that song did open up doors, you know, because I got to meet people that, you know, I'm making music with now. Yeah. You know, so it, it was crazy. It was like, it was weird. But at the time, as it was blowing up, like, I didn't really feel it. Like, like I didn't really feel like it was blowing up. Yeah. Like, it was, I just still felt normal. Like, I was like, I was still going to school and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's like, really, wait, were you in high school at that Yeah, I was, uh, I was a junior. So I was just like, just still going to school. Were you like the talk of the school? Um, I feel like not at first. Like, I definitely, it took a while for yeah. people to like notice. Cause like, I've always been super low key about my music. Like, even in school, like, I've been making music for a while, but uh, I would just never, like, tell people. <laughs> like, yeah. Especially then, too, like, especially before TikTok, it wasn't super common for people to actually, like, pursue music on the yeah. side. It wasn't accessible. And yeah. people would kind of, it was, like, it yeah, was I hard mean, to admit. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, like, no, nah, there was definitely people that, like, I'd be like, yeah, like, I want to be a musician. And they're like, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, get real. Yeah, like, there's, like millions of musicians so like yeah i mean i would always run into that so i feel like i don't know maybe that was a part of the reason why i kept it low-key yeah <laughs> like didn't really share it with people because i don't know i feel like it's always kind of been a dream for me to you know be a musician and like live like this mm -hmm. so I don't know, I just kept it low-key, bro. <laughs> and now you're living the dream because yeah. we got a new single words out today which is so cool, by the way, that you're here the day that it comes out. Yeah, um, <laughs> so you, the track itself is pretty heavy. So yeah. can you just like tell me a little bit about what it is about? Uh, I was just in my studio and just super down because I was just like reminiscing on someone I had lost. So I was just kind of putting myself in those shoes of like, what if it were me that, you know, died and wasn't mm -hmm. here? So... Yeah, it was just, like, a super deep track. I mean, I was really just, like, in my head that day. And it, that song, honestly, was, like, done in, like, a day. Really? <laughs> because of that reason. I feel like I was, uh, you know, it, it was sad, but, like, it was inspiring me, like, crazy to just kind of get some shit off my chest. Mm -hmm. And it turned into that song. <laughs> and, well, I mean, it's also your first official like self-produced track that you yeah, released right yeah how did you know this was the one that we were taking full send on the production i thought that it was almost like what's the word like an like an homage to my mm -hmm. old music because um you know my, my old shit was like very almost like simple like it was just like it either just be the guitar or the piano like no drums like you know just very like beautiful in a, in a sense so when I did this song, I just thought it was that. Like, it hit all the right feels. Like, it was just very nostalgic, I felt. So I thought, yeah, like, I don't know, this is perfect to come out as a, you know, producer. Okay, so I know that this is from a new mixtape. Yeah. Demons Can't Find Love. I want to ask you about what that actually means. But first, yeah. are there other tracks on this album that are self-produced too? Or is this the... Yeah, so there's uh, there's this one. Okay. Uh, there's an, uh, And then there's Wishful. Heart Failure, and um, Final Act. Okay. Do you have a... Is there a certain track on the album, or sorry, the mixtape, yeah. that you're like most eager to get in people's ears? I think... Hmm. I think Final Act and Heart Failure. Why? Sure. Why late on me? <laughs> Final Act, I just... Honestly, that's my favorite track that I produced. Wow. Um, I think just like... 
the, I don't know. It's just it's so fire, bro. <laughs> like, I wish I could just. Is it like high tempo? Is it? Is yeah, it so, like so. Okay. It goes pretty. It's like pretty trap with the drums, and uh, it's just fire. It's just like the perfect <laughs> like forms. I don't know. Yeah, I mean you're hyping it up. I'm excited to hear it. So <laughs> yeah. again, the new mixtape "Demons Can't Find Love." Yeah. Tell me about that title. What's yeah. that title mean? Well, I feel like you know if you listen to my old music. I've always talked about, like, the roles that, you know, demons play in our lives from, like, you know, disguising themselves as friends, family, or, you know, girlfriend, whatever. And, like, you know, also our own inner demons, too. So I feel like I just talk, I, I talk a lot about, um, you know, the battles that I face with my own demons and, and on this, you know, mixtape. So. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what's coming next because I know you got South by coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. First time there. Yeah. Holy shit. Are yeah. you super stoked? Yeah, I'm pretty hyped about that. Like, uh, you know, when I found out that I, I was gonna be performing there, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so do you do you know what your set entails? Is it like a full blown set? Or is it a uh yeah, it's like a it's like an hour set and Holy then shit. I have like, like a long time. It's like twenty minutes to like set up. Yeah. So it ends up being like forty, okay. you know, like a forty minute set. But yeah, and I'm hyped for that. Yeah, I'm going to be performing, you know, some of the mixtape. I'm going to be performing some unreleased music, too. That's dope. Yeah, so. You're ready to get your networking on? And they give you the badge? <laughs> yeah, And then yeah, people yeah. scan it? And then they're yeah, like, Yeah, no, I'm pretty hyped about that. Like, I want to see all the other artists, too, because yeah. there's going to be, like, hundreds, you know? It is, like, a, any conference of that caliber is truly, like, it, it feels like you're in a different planet. Yeah. It's so kind of fucking weird, but it yeah. is so fun. <laughs> and it's a huge... Uh, Huge milestone too yeah. to, to get the invite for that. So nah, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Like you know, some crazy people have performed there before. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm pretty hyped for that. But yeah, like Skinny Alice is coming with me. So sweet. I'm like, let's go, me and the homie. You know. <laughs> That's good that you're able to like keep your your friends close and like continue to work with them. Yeah, I feel like uh, yeah, Skinny. That's yeah, Skinny's my boy. <laughs> I love that dude. We just like. We worked, I think it was, like, 2019, like, we finally, because we used to be a part of this, like, group chat uh, with a bunch of, like, musicians and producers, so, like, we just always kind of fucked with each other's, like, you know, shit, but we never hit each other up, so we were finally, like, yo, bro, like, what's good, like, let's work, and then we FaceTimed, and that was it, like, we just went crazy making mad shit. <laughs> and then you're going to South By together, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So you got South by, you got the new mixtape. Yeah. What else do you hope to accomplish, both professionally and personally? I know you said you want to buy a house. Yeah. Um. What What's the future hold for you? Uh, I feel like this year, you know, now that I'm like dropping shit that I produce, like I definitely want to go crazy and like drop a lot of you know self made projects. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's my goal, like musically, and then like you know for my myself, like downtime, I think. Honestly, like, you know, me and my girl have been talking about, like, kind of running away and, like, you know, just discovering the world and, yeah. you know, yeah, just flying, going on cruises, Dude, seeing the yeah. country and shit. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to Joshua Tree alone um, in, like, a few days, which is, like, yeah. the national park in wherever the fuck near Palm Springs. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited to have desert time and just see what Yeah, that's fire, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, we've never been out of the States, so I'm just, like... Yeah, like, we just want to go, just disappear. <laughs> yeah, no, you deserve it. Absolutely. <laughs> South by, and then 
get a connecting flight, go to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I we talked a little bit off camera because right now we're gonna play some Nintendo sixty four, but you have Street Fighter, like the arcade game in your room. Yes, yeah? I do. Yes, I do. So what's your relationship with Nintendo sixty four like? Did you grow up with this? Yes, I did. <laughs> so am I about to have some competition right now? You might, bro. <laughs> Dude, if I love we, it, man. If we had two hours, I would challenge you to a full game of Mario Party two. Um, I don't know if you're familiar, but yeah, I yeah. am a fucking king at Mario Party 2. I always have to be Yoshi, though. Man, that's fine. <laughs> now, my favorite, I'd say my favorite, like, Mario game would be Smash Bros. Oh, yeah. Like, so, I have that, too. And sometimes we try to play it, but yeah. you'll see it's so pixelated. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> you can't even yeah. understand what you're doing. So. Nah, it looked good on those, like, small TVs, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's play it. I bet. Let's do it. Hey, it's Brendan, the host of the Music You're Missing podcast. Like what you just heard with Snow? Well, then I invite you to check out our special bonus episode where we played Nintendo 64 and answered embarrassing questions about our childhood. You can find the episode wherever you listen to podcasts. Just head over to the main Music You're Missing page right now. (laughs) 